Hello and welcome to the Retro Rejects. On this week's show, we're going to be discussing Stuart Gordon's follow-up to the Reanimator from Beyond. What we're going to do, because we keep getting it wrong, before we even start, I'm just going to fucking say what the plot of the movie is. Yes. In case anyone hasn't seen it, or anyone has seen it and they can't remember exactly. So, the story is that um, these two groovy guys, it's based on H.P. Lovecraft's uh, short story From Beyond, mm. or The Beyond, I can't remember what it was called. Um, but the first, I suppose, uh, five minutes of the movie is basically the short story that uh, Lovecraft wrote. That That's our cat who's just coming in to be an asshole just and everything. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so it starts off, these two scientists are working on this machine that causes these vibrations that allows them to see extra-dimensional beings, basically. It stimulates the pineal gland, um, and they can see it. And when they're doing it, they, they summon something worse than these kind of like little things that are floating around in a purple haze. Um, a big monster that bites the head off the main guy in it. So this is where the film starts. So the rest of the movie is basically original stuff uh, mm-hmm. written by uh, Stuart Gordon and Brian News. That team, um, returning from Reanimator, you have uh, Barbara Crampton. And my God, why can't I think of his? I can't think of his name either. Their name? <laughs> my God, it just went totally out of my head. Jeffrey Coombs. Yeah, Jeffrey Coombs. Yeah, yeah. Ken Foray is in it as mm. well, and Ted Sorrell. Um, what I thought was kind of if you go looking up IMDb about it, like a lot, a lot of the people that were in it um, were in Deep Space Nine and Star Trek. Oh. As well, it's kind mm. of like a, a Jeffrey Coombs was a part of the Dominion. Oh. In Deep Space Nine. Oh, right. Um, I don't know who the rest of them were. Well, like, I mean, everyone knows Ken yeah. Foray is probably best known for his role in Dawn of the Dead, the original mm-hmm. Dawn of the Dead. Um, and as well, he's just, he pops up in a lot of different things. A lot things. of random films. Yeah. Um, and he's, I don't, like, I was looking at, there's the making of uh, From Beyond on YouTube. Um, it's kind of terrible <laughs> but there's like one or two funny stories and it, it focuses on the production an awful awful lot but mm. not like the funny aspects of the production it's people telling stories about oh yeah we had to do this and then uh, one day we had like chicken for dinner and uh, <laughs> it was um, um, like Barbara Crampton talks on it a little bit and she gets all emotional and she's like you know I owe my career to these people it was like the best time in my life she was oh, like God. really young doing yeah. it um, they wanted someone else to play the role because they thought she was too young but uh, Stuart Gordon fought for hmm. and Stuart Gordon's wife was you know the, there's a doctor in the film yeah um, that's his wife oh really I, d- I actually didn't know that yeah, yeah. Um, so they, they wanted someone older to play it and he was like no she can play like older mm. you know it's so he really really fought for because th- they were a good team and a lot of the people yeah. That kind of went on. Brian Yusnow was a great producer, I think, and he was really the one because Stuart Gordon beforehand worked um, in theatre, mm-hmm. uh, did a lot of plays and stuff, and that was kind of how the original, I think that's how he knew Jeffrey Coombs. And like anyone who's familiar with Jeffrey Coombs' work, like he's a fantastic actor, but he's very theatrical, I think. Mm. Um, even in this, there's certain bits where he's like jumping down the stairs, running away from monsters, and it's a bit it's jazz like, handy. Yeah, it's like acting. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
But the rest of the movie, it's basically Jeffrey Coombs is doctor who survived the attack at the mm. start. He gets put into a mental institute. Barbara Crampton, who's like, I suppose she's kind of like Herbert West's character from the reanimator in the first one, where mm. she's like very much, she wants to kind of push it a bit more. and She wants to experiment more kind of for fame and glory mm. and stuff. So she takes him out um, and Ken Foray is basically a cop that goes with him to watch him and they want to recreate what the experiment yeah night. yeah so they turn on the machine and things go fucking tits up kind of from there they start summoning interdimensional beings and the guy that got killed at the start of these after turning into something else and an interdimensional being that wants to destroy them and break into our world and it's um yeah it's about it's a gore fest yeah. pretty much it's a creature feature i suppose it's really, actually um, i suppose yeah that would um, be with a ken foray is probably my favorite thing about the movie hmm um, because he's, he's unintentionally funny a lot of the time, yeah, I think. As it's, well. there's, now, it's just because I think he's like in this, in the, he's the, the audience, I suppose, really, isn't he? Yeah. He's like, what the fuck is yeah. like, happening here? But he's, he always comes across as being such a nice guy mm. in things. Now, like, obviously, I don't know him. He could be like a mm. Nazi sympathizer or something underneath. I doubt it. Yeah, I severely doubt it. But in the, uh, the documentary to make of, he was so likable. Um, there was a bit in it where um, he was talking it's there is a bit where the, the machine turns itself on at one point mm. and this fucking uh, I was going to say Herbert West uh, Jeffrey Coombs' character is getting attacked by this giant fucking kind of squid kind of mm. maggot thing in the water in the basement and um, when it's attacked Ken Foray's character runs down in red underwear and just jumps on it with a knife and it is you kind of laugh at it but he's talking about it, he was saying on that day he was in like a bad mood and he was like oh I just want to kind of cheer myself up and cheer everyone else up and they told him that it was going to be filmed like above the waist oh, right. so he thought that if he put these red underpants he'd give everyone a laugh, a laugh and it'd kind of get him going as well and cheer him up um, with it so it's just you know it just seems like a really a dude he just seems really 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 nice hmm. um, with it well actually they all seem really really yeah. nice so anyway what did you think of it I quite enjoyed it because it it's like I suppose it's the closest thing that comes to kind of what I think of aliens in my head you know when people have experiences and stuff like that and I'm kind of like that actually makes a bit of sense that it's just all these weird creatures are around us the whole time we just can't see them and they're just sharing space with us but not actually bumping into us maybe they can see us and we can't see them well it's the whole thing I was going to bring it up later on but it's I don't know if anyone listened to this has seen the whole thing with the the jellyfish oh yeah and UAP hmm yeah, some people it does someone says it's a smudge on a camera lens hmm. and after they said that and I looked at it and I was like it kind of does it but doesn't yeah. explain a lot yeah. of the heat see, sensor stuff and shooting out of water at a right angle you yeah, know and the uh, weird trails coming out of it as well like they yeah. say you know I don't know so I, I don't think it's a smudge on a, a hmm. camera lens but it's there's an awful lot of talk in the the UFO community and the U, or the UAP community yeah. at the moment where it's been going for a long long time I suppose going back to there was a guy for anyone familiar with the Mothman prophecies John Keel was a journalist in the probably in the 50s he started but in the 60s hmm. he kind of came to prominence with uh, writing about weird things he did it's a thing about black magic and fucking Bigfoot called yeah, uh, fucking hell, my memory today. It just <laughs> went straight out, Jadu. Um, and then he did the Mothman prophecies. Mm. 
And he's done loads of books, but uh, throughout his life, he kind of did more. I suppose he kind of got more into kind of a Jack Valet thing, who was also another researcher, but was a mathematician. I think he was a mathematician, but he was a scientist anyway, uh, who had this whole thing that they thought these things had been around for a lot longer. There was more to them than extraterrestrial beings or kind of like technological things. They thought these, whatever they are, they've been around forever. Hmm. possibly interdimensional and we get glimpses of them every now and again or they interact with us every now and again so i think that kind of fits in with the whole like there that theory's kind of coming to the forefront now as yeah. kind of like mainstream whereas before that was very much kind of fringe know, yeah <laughs> so i think that's more kind of like a long hp lovecraft thing where mm. was these alien entities that were interdimensional in nature that were kind of like on our and we we're totally and utterly indifferent to us mm. and I think if there is stuff around they probably are completely and utterly indifferent to us apart from when we fucking around with nuclear bombs yeah, when you start and start doing things. shit and they're kind of like oh no these dumb fucking apes are going to fucking kill us along mm. with themselves so we better try and I suppose it is it's like the whole thing I know people use the analogy a lot but it's like you know the way we look at anthills it's like you don't really care what's going on mm. in the little ant community but if you suddenly saw them like fucking launching nuclear weapons you'd be like what? Hang on, yeah. <laughs> or fucking go down it's, to that thing, colony yeah. and have a look. But it's like the whole thing with some of the other theories is that they've always interfered with, say, kind of like a religious things for any harm. Um, what was the story of? Uh, uh, not Lourdes there was one Medjugorje of, Medjugorje might have been where it was like the Virgin Mary appeared mm. well they thought it was the Virgin Mary they said it was a big ball of light came down mm. and told they, they told kids that saw it to bring everyone back on a certain day and it would reappear again mm. and did it and had this big profound experience you know so I think sometimes when things are getting like a bit mental mm-hmm. they kind of go let's show up and pretend to be gods and just say to him <laughs> be nice to everyone yeah. stop doing what you're doing Calm your tits. Yeah. yeah um and like i'd say that was probably whatever was going on before jesus mm-hmm. came, or, you know or christianity got pushed mm-hmm. where they had to be like love each other just be nice, be nice. To other. Treat it's other like people watching like kids like kicking the shit out of each other going be not yeah just be good yeah <laughs> just don't be good. eat that yeah, eat yeah, this. Yeah. that's poisonous stop yeah. Um, because I'd say it's probably after getting to the stage now where, where we have nuclear weapons and we're probably a major threat to the world. You know, we're mm. not these savages with like sticks and stuff anymore. Yeah, we're They're in like, the middle of like We can't threaten these bastards like. because mm. if we show up and we start getting threatening towards them, they're going to start fucking trying to nuke us or they're, trying, they're going to do something fucking stupid out of fear. Mm. So they're probably like, oh, what are we going to do? Fucking <laughs> try and calm down yeah. again. Are they still into religion? Yeah, don't yeah. Know. Oh, they're making movies about us now. <laughs> <laughs> that Will Smith bastard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, geez, we're getting away from... Um, mm. But yeah, the interdimensional aspect mm. of From Beyond I thought was really cool. I think this film is probably the closest to capturing H.P. Lovecraft's books so mm. far. I um, think as well it kind of took a little bit of a... a oh, Jesus. Clive Barkerish kind of a, an attitude to things as well because it all turned a bit like perverse and sexual. Yeah, it did. Yeah, the S&M kind mm. of stuff in it. Uh, whereas what was happening was... Well, although I suppose it did the research because Stuart mm. Gordon always had this thing about consultant doctors and nurses mm. about kind of would this really happen or would that happen. Mm. So I suppose they became sexually disinhibited when their pineal yeah, gland was yeah. getting bigger. And Which, by the way, was incredibly gross when yeah, it did actually. Was, the special effects on that, oh my God. Do you know, that's why I never looked at the film when I was younger because of the trailer, all 
all that I could remember was him going, you can grow one too. And, <laughs> and a did, little dicky sticks out yeah, of his head. And just, I don't know, it really grossed me out. It's just like, oh, Yeah, that is still, yeah, like, you may not have, so uh, I'm not surprised it's grossing mm, me out as a fucking full-grown adult. I'm just like, <laughs> did you have to do it like that? Gross. But that's, there's a lot of, like, really good special effects mm. in it. Now, when they're talking, it was made over in Italy because I think whoever the, who was the financer of the film, mm. they had their production place over in Italy. So they had to, they made up a lot of the stuff in America and like some of the props that they made up they were like fucking they weighed two tons it was like because it was like practical yeah, effects the machine as well like yeah. itself even yeah so they're getting it chipped over to Italy and they were mm. saying oh they had to reassemble and there was like they made up I think it was I don't know it was like fucking a million gallons of ooze <laughs> Or something Ooh. because the whole thing they yeah. were their attitude was blood is easy to do mm. and blood is but like do you know everything was covered in slime Gloopy, sticky, yeah. yeah um yeah kind of like i don't know like what should we call it like afterbirth or something yeah. you know, that kind of thing i think that was what they wanted yeah. it was kind of primordial fluid mm. and uh it was there was one there was a guy that was like one of the special effects guys i think greg nicotero might have been one of them but he wasn't oh, right. in the huh. um or it might have been the guy that did the walking dead i can't remember he but it was one of those from kg nicotero was the walking dead oh yeah maybe it was um i don't mm. know any but it's like one of them was underneath the floorboards kind of doing the puppet thing there's a bit where um, the the main bad guy uh, mm. absorbs uh, Jeffrey Coombs's character and mm. there it turns into this kind of monster eating itself. Yeah. Um, quite so gross. there's a guy underneath it kind of like hand puppeting it and mm. when they were pouring all use it all kind of went down on top of him and oh, was yeah. like nearly suffocating him under the floorboards. Oh Jesus Christ. Um so it's like I thought that was kind of interesting, mm. those bits, because like when you look back at like the making of movies and horror movies in the 80s it was mm. all very kind of like guerrilla style and they, they were like learning on the thing and they were I'm like just like let's hope this works let's yeah. try this yeah um, and as well like it wasn't like with the internet you know nowadays where you could look up is this safe yeah I was just safe? like well let's just try and see if it melts his face off yeah, um, yeah. like there was in um, Fright Night which we'll cover at some stage the making of that for anyone that can look at it it's fucking amazing but they were like they nearly killed themselves loads of times. There was mm. a bit at the end with, I think, the fire and stuff and with the melting of the things. The chemicals that they used were, like, highly toxic. Yeah. And as well, they, um, they blinded uh, one of the characters with the contact lenses. No, that I was just about to in. say, they yeah, because they're, like, chemicals. milky uh, contact lenses, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I th- there was a load of mm. stuff, weird fucking shit that went... Uh, and it was just stuff they didn't know. And yeah. they, they found out thing. And it was said, The Lost Boys was really fun as well with stuff that was going on The Lost Boys. There was, mm. like, the... Um, I talked, or we talked about it before on the show, where there was a, the scene where they kill everyone on the beach, mm. the, the surf Nazis. And... It was the second dire- assistant director did it and he on the day he was like, oh, let's make it really violent. Throw the fucking bodies in onto the fire, mm. not realising they're made from latex. God, yeah. So basically he was in a really small sound studio and it fucking did a toxic smoke. Yeah, mm. they were apparently hated on the Warner Brothers lot. <laughs> as well, they Destroying released hate. like a load of flies which you can't actually see in the movie. Yeah. Um, like fucking millions of them um, and for of course they're and just going to they, live everywhere and keep yeah, spawning and but spawning. how gay how flies were to go they just basically yeah. invaded every that's the thing <laughs> there's not a fly herder like, yeah. uh, Jesus an animal wrangler a fly mm. wrangler they're not going to have much success at uh, that like. but unfortunately with mm. From Beyond it's not full of all those stories <laughs> <laughs> if you do look at it it's pretty Jeffrey Coombs is probably the most interesting person to me and mm. Ken Forey for as little as he's on it when he does come in mm. but you know there was a bit where he makes up uh, dumplings in it oh yeah it yeah. was a stew mm. it was like Barbara Crampton used to do that 
um every week i think once a week for the ever oh, all the, for the, the cr- yeah. Crew, like, yeah. yeah and so they put that in it as a bit of a, oh, a little nod i suppose yeah. Yeah, a little nod nod wink wink um, to it mm. but um yeah. i'll say mm. god i know i'm dominating this talking at the moment but it's no change there i didn't enjoy it as much looking at it it might be because it's probably the 20th time that so i was gonna say you probably watched it too often and it loses the sheen kind of the first yeah. time around you're like wow such ideas and oh my god mm. maybe by the 20th time you're kind of like slimy dicky yeah it seemed <laughs> a bit, like i don't know this is what it's hard to give a, 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 a it's, a, it's a good well, movie yeah but i mean like even some of the stuff that was a bit over the top like you said like um you know one kind of going in and she's like oh i want to try and recreate this and there's the other doctor in the hospital and she's like you're just young and silly and you don't yeah. know anything and the portrayal oh, like, yeah, it was, yeah it was a bit sort of um when it gets into the snm now i have a funny feeling as well from listening to barbara crampton that she was there's a bit where she puts on kind of basically like a leather lingerie thing. yeah leathers and lace she turns into yeah. like a bit of a perv um mm. where she's like she's like come on let's have a ride <laughs> yeah and it's it feels a bit exploitative mm. where it's they're trying to say she's the one in control but mm. I don't know it feels a little bit like it lingers too much yeah, on it's certain a little bit like, shots oh, it looks and, boobs and bum yeah, yeah and it's she was saying she was like oh you'd never get away with it now but she said it'd be a costume person it'd kind of say oh let's have a look and she said the the Stuart Gordon brought her off for the day to a sex shop throw, try mm. on lingerie and he watched or oh. kind of do it and kind of pick <laughs> you know so mm. you hear that and you kind of go hmm <laughs> and as well it's like maybe maybe he had because he, she was in like all now and I'm not saying that there was anything onto it like she is a fantastic actor and like mm-hmm. Barbara Crampton is basically like horror royalty mm-hmm. um, so it's good that she was in these things but maybe there was a bit of a a kind of a titillation type thing, thing going with, on yeah, yeah mm-hmm. kind of um, with Stuart mm-hmm. Gordon maybe you know but mm-hmm. it, it did sound a bit kind of uh, there is you know it, it just feels and even Jeffrey Coombs said that it's probably he's the least favourite role. He doesn't right. like the character because mm. he said the character just feels like a bit of a simp yeah. and like things are just happening to it him. It is he actually, he's kind of bumbling around and he's not taking control at all. He's yeah. just, you know, he's reacting to his uh, the guy who started the experiments and it's like yeah. he was kind of led and said and he was his little mm. Igor to his sort of Dr. Frankenstein kind yeah. of thing, you know. And then even after that, when they get there, it's like he's bullied into turning on, he doesn't want to put the machine on mm. and then kind of like there's that scene where Barbara basically sexually assaults him mm. oh and he gets all melted that's after he gets uh, all melted as well yeah, he, oh yeah yeah he, all these hair is gone he's all fried and yeah. he's like oh he's basically fucking he's unconscious he's half dead in the bed and she's and like she's, mm, time yeah, for a quickie she rises and Ken Foray comes in and he's like what the fuck know, like, you what know? are you doing yeah um, and he's like you're acting like a junkie <laughs> um, <laughs> and then she's going to try it home and that's the thing about Ken Foray's character mm. it'll be it would have been weird if he had to go along and go off with her. Yeah. Because he's very stoic. And that most of the characters that he plays are very kind of like stand-up guy, yeah, decent guy. do the right thing kind of a Whereas thing. Whereas if he... So, you know, I think they had that understanding, mm. a good understanding of the mm. the characters. And kind of... I don't, I don't know I just thought it was really weird it, it didn't fit the whole thing with no. Barbara Campton's but it, it just kind of came character. out of nowhere because I know sort of I can't remember the name of the, the original guy the doctor who did mm. the whole experiment but he was always a bit like he was like ah, I'm going to eat you and yeah. ah, you're very sexy yum. but 
it's just all the sexual stuff kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. It, it literally did. It was like, I don't know. They, well, I, I suppose it didn't really because... If they had to explain They kept it on going they, with this whole like arousal thing. Yeah. You know, like, oh, lovely. Like, you know, but then it just suddenly ramped up to fucking, you know, 150%. And it's what, like, Jeffrey Combs' character was saying that with the, the bad doctor, we call mm. him. Yeah, his whole thing with the S&M was because he was impotent. And yeah. That was it was he get, get off, pleasure like, yeah. was by hurting women. Mm. Um, whereas kind of with Barbara... You, you know, it just... Mm. They should have had the thing saying, oh, with the pine, you know, a little bit of a... Oh, science background. Yeah. Even made up science background. Yeah, but, but it's just, I don't know what her... Like, say, with um, uh, with uh, the reanimator, there's yeah. that bit where your man who's headless picks up his head to eat her out. Yeah. On the t- and it, it sounds it's horrific. Gross, but it's but comedic. It's kind of funny. Yeah. It's, you know, weird. It's just, it's so over the top where you kind of go... Fucking well, <laughs> yeah. and as well because the guy that's doing it is like a real old professor. It's I don't know. It's just really weird. Kind yeah. of like it's uncomfortable, but in this it's kind of icky. It is I a little think. bit. I think yeah. like even the first time I remember seeing it was a bit kind of mm. you know there's just I mm. don't know because um, it doesn't feel like it serves the story mm. in any kind of way at all. And then after all the shit with the experiments in the house, like they get out, they destroy the machine again because basically the, the bad doctor is coming back. Mm. Um, and then he's going to come in and take over the world. Yeah. Mm. Uh, uh, Jeffrey Holmes's character is after being turned into kind of like something else. He's like a ball kind of with his or pineal gland sticking out, and he can mm. he's seeing things in Coleco vision. <laughs> um, and uh, when they get back it's like Jeffrey Coombs is the doctor wife commits Barbara Gordon and like mm. I mean I used to work basically in mental health and you can't like just say oh yeah you're. she's mad because right. like the police officer goes oh my god I can't believe the mess yeah she's yours now and uh, yeah. it's like, Oh, you have to kind of get a judge and you have yeah, to get like several doctors you know exactly, it's to yeah. try and yeah. so she gets committed um, mm-hmm. or she's about to get committed Jeffrey Coombs's character goes off eating brains um, mm-hmm. and uh, then he escapes back to the house to turn it back on but I think he wanted to destroy the machine is mm-hmm. because he's like what have I become <laughs> my um, and it's like I think this is where Barbara Crampton's character comes into her, her own when she escapes and mm-hmm. she goes back to the thing to destroy the machine and she's like a bit of a badass fighting yeah and then when she basically goes in, it doesn't even say where she goes she goes in with like fucking loads of dynamite and a bomb yeah. a detonator and it's like where the she fuck did she get that she's on the run from a mental yeah. institution and suddenly she rustles this oh. yeah yeah. but uh, when she blows a place up with like the finally defeating the monster when she does say oh, Mrs. Doyle jumping out the window <laughs> thing and her legs are broken and then it kind of closes in on her and they're like oh my god and then she just starts laughing fucking maniacally kind of like a Bruce Campbell laugh and the film just ends on that point Mm. but I thought that was good for her character because I don't I don't know if you'd remember her in other bits and pieces other than the reanimator. She's been in like, oh, well, probably hundreds I'm sure of horror movies. If you tell movies. me what she was in, I might remember. There was a film that we were looking at a while ago. I can't think of remember the name of it. But she played this uh, housewife who gets turned into a vampire. And her husband is like really, but they're like old, like Barbara Crampton be in her sixties now. Um, oh, she, oh, she's ancient. Then, yeah, like. No, but like I mean, they're meant to be old and <laughs> yes, settled, yes, and then she starts getting like she's a weird vampire kind of a thing and she starts killing the neighbours and all this mm. stuff mm. Um, and it, it, it's just really but it's like she's 
Yeah, she's very underrated, I think, outside of horror. Mm. Um, she's done a lot of stuff as well. She's produced a load of movies. When she she took a break for a while, like having a family and doing all things, she mm. came back. And when she came back, she came back really strong. And she started off for a production company, as far as I can remember. And mm. she got a lot of indie horror films made and off the ground right. and doing yeah. stuff. So she's very kind of yeah. like, she's very instrumental. Like she's well-liked mm-hmm. in the horror community because of kind of yeah, what she's done. The There's a lot of movies that would be on Shudder yeah. that she's after producing right. um, and directing as well yeah. that she kind of go, fucking that film never got made like only, only for her. horror. Like, yeah. um, with it so that's and Jeffrey Coombs is what Jeffrey Coombs has been in fucking yeah tons. he's someone who should be like better known in the wider world yeah, yeah. Like, he's an amazing actor he's he seems like a really 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 nice guy hmm. um, but I think he was in um I know he wouldn't there was uh, they he did, thing, did a thing of Edgar Allan Poe but I think it was just one of those masters of horror they had him playing hmm. it in um, whereas when they did I've never looked at it because it looked shit they had um, your man oh god why can't I think of his name he, this is just the fucking Alzheimer's yeah podcast, he yeah, was in um, that record film High Fidelity John Cusack <laughs> right, yeah. John Cusack played Edgar Allan Poe where it was just kind of like oh Jeffrey Coombs is, mm. is Edgar Allan Poe mm. you should have had Jeffrey Coombs <laughs> you should tell him that yeah write in and tell him go back in time and do that mm, it's like with um, oh, the From Hell mm-hmm that was just awful. Like, you've never read the comic book, have you? Alan Moore. Like, I can see why Alan Moore is just like, you know, fuck Hollywood. Mm. The majority of the stuff that they've done, like, um, being just a mess. Watchmen, I thought was good. Mm-hmm. But From Hell. Yeah, Watchmen was actually very good. I haven't read From Hell now. But it's, when you read From Hell, mm. yeah, that, that's what you can do. Oh, can I? I'm yeah. saying so. It's fucking huge. Yeah, but it's, it's more it's, it's about kind of really like the birth of celebrity as in mm. kind of like Jack the Ripper was the first celebrity and how the newspaper and tabloid mm. newspapers but it's also about kind of like the occult architectural stuff that was going on in London and the Freemasons and it, there's loads of match it uh, about how like London or cities kind of become people themselves mm. or living beings yeah, themselves they have their own life force and so. then in the, the film version of From Hell it was just like Johnny Depp Ponson around. <laughs> you know, yeah, it, was, it, it was awful. I can't, I think the directors, they did, um, it was Dead Presidents, I think, before. I can't remember the name of them. I'm sure they went on to the other thing, but it it was the wrong people mm. for it. For that too. Um, yeah, and mm. they, they just seemed to want to try and make um, a Tim Burton style movie. Mm. Ah, it was just... Yeah, not good. It's just shit. Yeah, like, really, 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 really bad. So I can understand with Alan Moore why he was just like, yeah, um, you've ruined everything yeah. I've ever written, and you've made me look stupid. Mm. And the whole thing, I suppose, with H.P. Lovecraft as well. Like, mm. There was like only for Stuart Gordon and um, Brian Usna, like Reanimator, really pushed it. There was. I think it was in the 70s. You know, fucking Ziggy from... Uh, or now he was in um, Quantum Leap. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he... Uh, what was his name? Um, but he played uh, in... <laughs> the Dunwich Horror. <laughs> <laughs> this is really just like watching somebody having just... Like... <laughs> I don't think really Alzheimer's hour. Uh, uh, but and which was quite a good version of it, but there wasn't a lot of H.P. Lovecraft things people seemed to be more um, kind of pushed with Edgar Allan Poe and that was really only because of <laughs> <laughs> slapping your knees makes, how do you think? Ter- produces terrible movies 
What? Oh, God. What are you even talking about? I don't know, you see. Oh, well, he did the mask of the Red Death and all those things. Roger Corman. Oh, right. Okay. Roger Corman as a director was actually very good. He did oh. these, like, in the, he wanted, when he made all the movies, money from the B movies, he was like, I want to do, like... Yeah, um, my own. Yeah, um, Edgar Allan Poe mm. uh, stuff. And he, like, they're fucking really, really, really good movies. Um, but yeah, I think H.P. Lovecraft was a bit of an unknown. And it's really only in the 90s, I think. Maybe the 2000s yeah. that H.P. Lovecraft became very or better known I suppose yeah. um, like I remember like you wouldn't like when you turn around and have a conversation with someone you'd have people that are trying to be smart arses or trying mm. to say they, oh it's very Lovecraftian and you'd be like have you read any of your stuff yeah. and they'd be like no because <laughs> um, it, it was hard to get yeah. I remember when we got a collected uh, version of the source and it was fucking really really hard to get in Ireland mm. at the time there, well, there wasn't really many collected versions no. of the stories um, and then Something happened. I don't know what the just, just the seemed to, of yeah. public consciousness. Yeah, again, I yeah. know there was a documentary probably in the late nineties or early two thousands, and I think a lot of people kind of started. To, I don't know. It was just something with Cthulhu. I think as mm. well. Um, and I remember even the real Ghostbusters had an episode about Cthulhu. Yeah, cults. Um, Which, uh, yeah, and I think that's what kind of probably got me into making yeah, aware of Lovecraft yeah. because it was a really weird episode and it was really dark that was actually I remember seeing yeah. that one in particular it was very bizarre yeah but uh, yeah, yeah but H.P. Lovecraft is and like I mean I need a there has been many um, fucking kind of like people trying to make these stuff like our, oh there was a, as you said there was the one what was that one with fucking all the the webbed hands oh Dagon but that was yeah, just Dagon. Stuart Gordon and um, yeah, uh, again you know. and Brian Hughes and they did one called the Necronomicon which mm. was like short stories from it um, but really, we'll stage, much watch Dagon again, actually. Yeah, Dagon is very good yeah. for people that are fans of that. Kind of, it, yeah. It's very, 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 very good. Um, did mm. they also? I forgot to say they kind of did a sequel to From Beyond. It was some of the people that worked on it did a kind of a. Oh, I think it was a web episode thing. Um, and it's it looked awful from what I saw of it. I was mm. like, yeah, yeah not going to bother. Look at it. Um, but uh, yeah, there's been like Lovecraftian movies. Hmm. Um, but I suppose the mist is a bit Lovecraftian, mist, isn't yeah. it? Really, I suppose well, that's that's a Lovecraft. There's been a history been. of horror writers kind of carrying on the Lovecraft stuff or working hmm. their stuff into the Lovecraft mythos, or basically just copying it. Yeah. Um, a lot of it. Uh, like I've been reading. Well, I read one book there a while ago called Cthulhu Armageddon, which I was talking about hmm. on a previous episode. I think it's really just it's it is that thing. It's like fan service to like the DC or the Marvel universe but with all these fucking hmm. monsters in it that you've you've grown to love <laughs> um, good old Cthulhu yeah oh. um, and the tip. yeah and mm. he's one of the main characters and oh. the other thing but it's and I don't want to spoil the book in case anyone reads but it goes back like it's yeah when you read it coming near the end you realise oh fuck this is a sequel to one oh. of the books that um, you, you know it's like that but you have to you kind of have to know the stuff yeah, because otherwise the name there's hints at it throughout it and I remember seeing one of the names and I was like is this fucking hmm. is that that character and then kind of later on it was like that is it this was. character oh my god Salem's Lot is basically in the Cthulhu right. um, universe without it saying there's this whole thing called the was it the Book of Rats or something like that I can't remember mm-hmm. what Stephen King brings or makes mention of it as well as well with the Red King yeah. as well as like the King in Yellow which is Haster which um, it's the, the King in Yellow is also connected into it because uh, Robert 
E. Howard and a few other people at the time who were friends with H.P. Lovecraft, they kind of thought, hey, wouldn't it be fun if all our worlds existed in the same Yeah, they the all same interconnected. So, so yeah. Conan the Barbarian is basically in the the, the H.P. Lovecraft, you know, the Lovecraftian kind of universe and all these things. The, 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 there's crossovers and kind mm. of like slight little nods at. That's the same with Chapel's Weight. It's an old, I think it's called The Book of Rats or something like that. Hmm. That's a book. It's basically uh, one of the books that a necromancer uses. And right. that's an hmm. old kind of throwback to a H.P. Lovecraft story. So that's like the prequel to Salem's Lot. Uh-huh. There, you know, there, there's a lot of kind of like, it's yeah. very, very thin. Little traits, yeah. That you'd kind of, you'd have to, It's they're not obvious. Yeah, and then I suppose as well that maybe if you if you miss it, it's not going to ruin the story for you either. Like, I mean, as well, I suppose the majority of uh, Clyde Barker stuff is very mm. Lovecraftian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would um, put him sort of in a, in that universe. Yeah, such. except he's a better writer than Lovecraft, mm. I think. Well, I don't know. Like, I mean, Lovecraft does the great thing of, like, it was indescribably mm. terrifying, whereas uh, Clyde Barker gets a little bit too much into the gory, gory details at times. Yeah. You're kind of like, you know, yeah. Yeah, but I suppose it's the whole thing at the time why H.P. Lovecraft was doing that. He was writing for pulp magazines. And I suppose this is why it fits so well in what Brian used and kind of like the, the B movies are uh, the, the 80s mm. and straight to VHS. Although this wasn't from... Um, or beyond wasn't a straight VHS. It went mm. to the cinema. It was a whole thing that because it was given a... Uh, an X rating. An X rather than It was over in America, a lot of places. They wouldn't advertise, like newspapers wouldn't allow you advertise, or if they, if you were putting an ad in, yeah. they don't, they, you couldn't show a picture. Mm. You could only show the black writing. Um, so that's why you see a lot of like horror movies in the 80s. They tried to have a tagline, like even with The Fly, yeah. or as Be Afraid. You know, kind of, they, they were always trying to mm. get that tagline in in case they had that fucking shit where it's like, that's all you're going to see in a movie, or yeah. you know, when, when you open a newspaper. Um, and that would kind of draw your attention to it. Um, so it tanked at the box mm. office, but then same as with Rebound a lot of these movies, on VHS, yeah, yeah. Uh, found its audience on VHS. Mm. Uh, but as well, I suppose, like it's for people at that stage. Just like there was an importance of physical media, which I think mm. the people are starting to cop with the Oppenheimer release that there wasn't enough mm. um, DVDs of it made that it sold out everywhere because a lot of places are saying we're not selling DVDs anymore, we're not stocking mm. it, and it's like. There's people out there that are still buying them. Like we mm. lived in a part of the UK at one point where, like, the people that I were working at, that's all. That was their main way of looking yeah, at movies. Yeah, it was DVDs and even VHS at times. Yeah, because they yeah. just weren't in the stream and they were they didn't have the internet connectivity or anything like that. Yeah. And it's like, well, I'm just watching my DVD. Like, yeah, and they, they never got into streaming. They mm. just weren't. And as well, it was a, they appreciated having something. Yeah. As well. Um, Whereas it's you're starting to see it now where there's a lot of stuff that you're trying to find you can't find yeah. it if it's gone off the streaming platform well then it's gone that's it yeah. it's not yours anymore you know there's a movie I think we're going to do we'll do it in the next couple of weeks uh called Coffee Town mm. so if anyone can find it have a look at it and you'll be able to find it. it's a Glenn Howard movie um guy from Parks and Rex John Ralphio yeah. yeah is in it um there is a load of comedians in it mm. like Josh Groban is in yeah. it yeah can't get that on DVD anywhere. I'd fucking love to have it on DVD. It's not streaming anywhere. So the only place where you can really watch it is pirating it. Yeah, which um, is bananas. Yeah. Because it's, it's not even going towards, you know, obviously that's not going towards the makers or anything yeah. like that. They're not getting anything from it, mm, and which is ridiculous. It's an amazing movie. Yeah. I'd I put it up there with likes of Clerks, um, definitely waiting. Yeah. I, I think yeah, that's yeah, another that one as well. Vibe, yeah. yeah. Uh, and 
it's like that movie's just going to disappear. Yeah. And no one's ever going to, where it's just going to like fucking, you know. And all this time, all this money, all this effort, all the production. Yeah. And like, it is very good writing and, you know, it's a great mm. film. But that's the Lost thing. It's the like, time. They have to, they, there's too much a commercial element, I think, mm. towards movies at the moment. Where it is just seen as, a, and the way people, fucking content. Yeah. Um, I fucking get so angry reading things on Reddit and so forth. People are saying, oh, if you want to make it in music, if you want to make money in music. And like, what? Make fucking 10 pence on Spotify a month. Mm. Um, where it's like, you have to put up a song every week. And it's like, that is not art. Yeah. Art is That's a just, very you might as well be throwing yeah. that shit on a production yeah. line. And I think some people have that view of movies again, whereas yeah. like there was a greater appreciation, I think, in the 90s and 2000s. No, there was very much a sort of a, an auteur kind of an aspect to it where people were encouraged to be a little bit, you know, people are mm. trying different styles and they shoot it this way and yeah. let's try a few different effects. But now it's just like, turn it out. See yeah, like, like what Marvel did and yeah. Disney did with like, with the Marvel Universe and with Star Wars, where they basically killed it because they oversaturated. Well, that's it. I can remember when comic book films started becoming a big thing, and like both of us are kind of like, "Oh my god, wow!" It was at amazing. Last. It was like oh, fantastic. Yeah, was, the technology was after catching mm. up to like the comics, where it was like you could translate a comic properly. Yeah, so you could screen, do a Spider Man, like, you could have X Men or whatever, mm. Blade, and then all of a sudden, like I mean, it was when the whole fucking Marvel, the Avengers, and all the rest. I was just like, oh, I can't deal with this. This is fucking yeah. bullshit, and they're just. You know what I mean? There's no sort of like, oh God, you're connecting with the characters and you're learning about no, them and you're, you know, it's just like whiz bang, here's it's a few explosions. Sort of, it's, it's setting up the next movie. It's yeah. setting up the next movie. It's mm. it's just like, let's just knock out any shit people. Yeah. That come, it, Bit of action. Yeah, it is a kind of a thing where it's not even like, say with some of the Star Wars movies, mm. where I could never understand the hate towards any of the Star Wars movies, being honest, because mm. they're for kids. Yeah. Um, they're going to find their audience and there's, good, there's going to be people that are going to love them. So mm. it's like, yeah, it might be for me. But, Fair enough, exactly. But the, what they... Marvel did. and like I mean it's people who might be familiar with the history of Marvel they've done this in comics they do it fucking the whole time they've nearly bankrupted themselves several mm-hmm. times over um, doing stupid fucking shit like that they it's and they're going to do it with the movies mm-hmm. and with TV shows people that blame Disney yeah it's not Disney it's Marvel mm-hmm. <laughs> you know um but uh, oh yeah where are we going all I was going to say is the whole thing kind of sorry about Coffee Town mm-hmm. it's People have to have a view of these things that it's art. Someone's mm. after making this. It's a piece of art. It's not a piece of content. Mm. It should be archived. Yeah. So if fucking studios and things are going to just fucking toss it to the side and they're not going to even bother, pirate the fucking shit out of it. Or if you're a mm. decent person, let people put it up onto YouTube and fucking pres- preserve it. Yeah. Like the people have done it with books like the good That's still streaming, but... Yeah, but, but <laughs> at least if people get, like, like have it in a place it. where people can access it or yeah. download it and, you know, and yeah. stuff where people can distribute it or whatever. Yeah. Like the Gutenberg project where there's mm. like loads of books that people can't get their hands on or out of it. At least you can... You can access it there, yeah. Yeah, because mm. it is things... Yeah, things it's important to hold on to like our past and but stuff but that's I can actually see now what I could never understand when I was younger where it's like you know oh there's a, we went through the dark ages and we lost you know there was cultures before and civilizations before and they just fed away to nothing we're in danger of doing that as well we're doing everything it. that we have it's non-physical the minute there's any I know it's the whole sort of matrix or whatever but the minute mm. there's some sort of a, an EMP or something like that or a sunspot flare that's everything fucking wiped yeah. and where is anything why do you think people towns in the years ago were fucking mm. recording things on 
on, on stone. stone. I know, carbon. Because they knew it. this is the only thing that's. Do you think they were fucking stupid? Like mm. they were, if they could fucking carve on stone with language, obviously they could write on fucking paper. They had, mm. a, you know, it's. Well, I suppose trying to make paper though was very laborious, wasn't it? But they knew. Stone it. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, that's good. <laughs> but you know, it's like they're obviously technologically advanced yeah. enough to do these things and to know this will preserve yeah. certain stories and carry certain things. But yeah, we are mm. we're we're losing a lot of stuff because people are just. Yeah, there's it's it's fast culture, it's disposable culture, yeah. and it's just like not holding on to it, and then everything is very transient. Everything yeah. is online because that's I mean you see it. Everyone was like even the likes to say social media. You started mm. off everyone was on MySpace and then that fell away, and now I, like I mean if I went back to try and access MySpace, I wouldn't be able to get on there. I wouldn't remember. Yeah. Same with Bebo. Same with you know all of the mm. different social media things like and there's fucking so much information I suppose as well that's there that people would have wanted to save and yeah. then it's just gone like. it's gone and but yeah. like I mean with the, with this with like works of art like From Beyond I think was one of these movies yeah I mean, it was very 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 hard to get mm. a few years like you could not get this on DVD Mm-mm. um I think the only way that we were looking at was like fucking torrent sites because there yeah. used to be horror torrent sites and there, there still are around I'd imagine where they was like seen as were preserving yeah. history a lot of these horror movies yeah were gathering them up and it was, it was it was very much encouraging like if anybody has this particular film I can't get my hands on it can somebody mm. please torrent it if they do have it like there was that kind of and, sharing aspect to it and it was and because it was, the whole thing with fucking because when um, the transfer from VHS to DVD mm. uh, a lot of studio movies they kind of went well we're not putting them onto DVD because yeah. they weren't big enough like a movie like yeah, From Beyond The DHS. Monster Squad was another one that mm. was that, that was basically got only for HBO bought that yeah. and they showed it non-stop and it built up enough mm. of a fan base that demanded it be on DVD that film would have been fucking scrapped mm. um, and like there was an awful lot of movies at that stage there was an awful lot of movies that the only way you could and they were shooting up Fright Night 2 which mm. is an amazing fucking film um, it got fucked up with the release with the marketing of it and that movie was basically dead and then it was just because fans demanded it and like a DVD version of it only appeared probably a couple of years ago mm. so up on that point the only way you could see it was like the people's recordings of it off TV yeah if you had a VHS um, lying around at home yourself nearly, yeah. yeah Um, you know so it's like it's, it's, it's important fucking preservation stuff. basically yeah, yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, we're after going very far away from Absolutely, beyond. Absolutely, a little bit yeah. of off topic there. Um, but um, yeah, so you liked it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and as I said, it was uh, there was just a few bits that I was like, Ugh, gross, like you mm. know, and it was like, oh, I cut my pineal gland off because it's coming out like a fucking. <laughs> when she bites it yeah, off, oh Jesus! In the, the documentary as well, they were taught your your mom was saying, I wanted it to look like she was holding a rose in her mouth. I wanted it to be very delicate and not kind of gory. Yeah. And it's like when you look at it, it's gory. Like of she's it biting is. into it, and there's fucking blood squirting everywhere. Yeah, um, fucking horrendous. But it's you know, it's obviously the, the this guy was like trying to be. Mm. overly arty you know in yeah. his head he was like oh it yeah, it's like, like, yeah exactly eating or ingesting uh, I don't know information and somebody yeah. else's spirit and so on I was like no basically it looks like she's chewing a dick off yeah it's, and it's just like no. it's oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> gross um, but Ken Foray is dead in it oh and yeah that's, that was fucking horrendous but hilarious at the same yeah. time because he basically melted away into like little fucking skeleton bones yeah, and it was but still, he was still moving so he's like this little skeleton hand going yeah. 
<laughs> they went in they had the, the drawn of around them the, the oh, weight yeah. loss and as well and for, he went skinny where the arm yeah, was a skeleton the bad doctor as well had the whole thing with, without the head oh, yeah, because yeah. they couldn't find a head because whatever was at the head <laughs> you know? so they yeah, were like so that's the outline yeah. of the body with just the body and no yeah. head yeah, but, a few little sort of comedic sort of sides like but that. But Ken Foray's, and as well because Ken Foray's like the only decent character and he yeah, really it's, it's does not deserve Yeah, it's disappointing, yeah, that he gets killed so yeah. horribly as well, you know. And it's like, what happens is like there's these interdimensional flesh-eating flies mm. and they're going for Jeffrey Coombs' car and they eat all the clothes off him and his hair. <laughs> they, um, he shines a light on him and they kind of see him then they become aware of it and they eat him down to it's only his head left and the rest of his body is bones standing kind on. Of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is horrendous. Uh, it's funny but it's horrendous mm. and it's very upsetting as well because he said he is he's probably the only decent character and you kind of think like oh this is the guy that's going to be sensible and save everybody. Uh, it's like no it's not. <laughs> yeah yeah. But I suppose that's what they probably wanted to do yeah, with subvert. Yeah, a bit of misdirection, yeah. Well, but um, it's but they, I think after From Beyond they went on and did Castle Freak maybe, and then I think they didn't do any H.B. Lovecraft for quite a while. I think they kind of went off the. I think um, Brian Hughes now went off directing stuff himself, and mm-hmm. Stuart Gordon went off doing other bits and pieces. But well, but they were always kind of connected to the H.B. Lovecraft. Yeah. Um. So often, I think it was maybe it was Tales from the Witch House that they got back together doing things. I don't know, but um, it was like yeah, it was. I, I did. It's it's an important movie for mm. horror fans because it really is that evolution and and reanimator. We could have done the reanimator mm. for this, but like everyone talks about reanimator. You just want to be different. No, well, it was just because this was on Amazon Prime. And well, it was <laughs> yeah. probably because I was going on about like, oh, that one with the interdimensional beings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot yeah. you were talking because we were talking about the jellyfish thing and yeah. then we are talking about it and I was like, oh, I remember H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah, I might uh, watch that film again. That was yeah. good. Um, oh, a big yawn. A big yawn. Uh, yeah, so. well, I'm going to wait and see if your pineal gland comes out your mouth. Hey, you can grow one too. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> but um, yeah, for people who haven't seen it and have tolerated listening to us going fucking completely, talking about the movie for five minutes and going off the rails yeah. onto some other thing. How yeah. did you get talking about Marvel? I don't know. Yeah, but it's definitely worth watching. Yeah. Um, it's. I don't think I could look at it again. Or, <laughs> It's definitely worth watching. I don't think. Yeah, I I've seen watch it, it too many times. Like this time, it was just like, a, you know. Mm. But I could look at it again and kind of go, "Oh my god, this is." Yeah, like the yeah best I could show it on again, but maybe not for a few months. Yeah, at least, it'd be a while. Yeah. Like whereas with something like Fright Night or The Lost Boys, I think I could put on every week probably you know and kind of go oh yeah, yeah I love this yeah. this is my favourite film it's so cool Brewster um, but uh yeah. yeah with this I, I don't think it's like the, the, the special effects have aged incredibly yeah. well um, in fairness yeah. they're, 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 they're they're really really up there like what they did mm. With like a very limited budget, you, you do kind of go, and as well the, the color palette because it was a conscious choice to go with all purple this time, mm. uh, whereas with Reanimator was all the green, the green yeah. yeah, um, and it's 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 just I don't know, it, it's a bit gaudy because it, it's like that purple, but it fits it so well. It it's just so it just smart. Gives it its own thing, like you know, yeah. its own. And the music is very very vibe. good to it. It's 
it's it's it is it's a good movie. It's a really really good. Yeah, it it should be held up higher. It should be kind of part of the the horror pantheon. Yes, I think um, it should be on the horror hall of fame. Yeah, uh, be inducted to it. Um, whereas when people talk about like the horror kind of like all stars, it's always um, fucking say Sam Raimi, mm. um, Friday the Thirteenth, uh, Sam Cunningham. Um, You've run out of names again. <laughs> it's <laughs> craving that's what I wanted to say from the start and I was like oh no like, yeah. but you know it's people like that and even John what, Carpenter yeah John yeah. Carpenter John Carpenter deserves it definitely not that Wes Craven does mm. like they all deserve it but it's just like this Stuart Gordon should be up there as mm. well um, but I think it's like H.B. Lovecraft he's probably Ahead of the time. After his time, yeah. Yeah, after his time. Mm. It's the same with John Carpenter, because there's a lot of people in the 80s talking about his fucking shit. Pants, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was like considered worthless B movies, and it's like, should the thing flopped well, completely? And they were like, what's I this can't garbage? It. I know, it's like one of the best films ever. Yeah, mm. although I didn't look at it for a long time mm. when I was younger, because there was whatever, I can't remember what the cover of was. Like, it wasn't the cover that you see now yeah. that they had in the video stores. It looked a bit shit mm. where I was kind of like uh, because there was that extra thing and there was a lot of these fucking shitty alien movies coming mm. out that were like trying to rip off Predator at the time or not Predator Alien at the yeah. time that were like garbage and I, I think it just kind of got thrown in so you know you'd see it and you kind of go what a fucking thing yeah, that's, I, I must off, have like. seen it very early on as well because I mean like that's my two kind of favourite genres for like horrors or whatever mm. is like people stuck in the snow and people stuck on ships mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I must have had some sort of a weird profound impact on me when I was younger that I mm. kind of went this this is a good film I would like other films like this film please we didn't look at the last Voyage of the Demeter yet did we I think we did no we didn't are you sure we didn't no we didn't we looked okay. at that um, oh that, you need to the, watch the second series the of the horror the terror yeah sorry yeah. the horror the terror yeah. <laughs> but um yeah yes indeed yes look yeah, go check it out. Yeah, thank you everyone for uh, listening. Go, go over and give us a like on podcast things. And if you're listening on YouTube, it'd be great if you could subscribe, um, mm. give us a like, that kind of well, stuff. The usual I stuff. hate saying that kind of, but it is. There's all you need to tell people that you need to. So, do you really need to? Do people really need to hear it? <laughs> but yeah, if you if you're one of those people that needs to hear, kind of like subscribe. Please subscribe. Yes. We're going to have... I would appreciate it. This, we're going to be messing around with ideas in the future. I know I keep saying it, but very, yeah, very soon... Yeah, eventually get to do it. Um, there will be thing, and we're hoping to kind of transfer over to kind of like, I suppose, video podcast, so you'll get to see us. Transmogrification. Um, yeah. Yes. Um, so, yes, that will be coming. So if you mm. subscribe, you'll get notified about that because that's what your subscription is on the video podcast now but um yeah look until next week next week we're going to be doing a music one so oh yeah tune in yeah um so thank you for listening again it's much appreciated all the best ta-ta for now goodbye